Thank you for choosing to listen to today's message by Reverend Dr. David Entry. We know you will be blessed as you seek and serve God. We believe that this message will stir up a desire for more of God, even as you listen. Be blessed. In the previous teaching, I was talking about how we, the just shall live by faith. I was talking about how faith that works, what to make your faith work. How to make your faith work is to put action to your faith. Give faith to faith. Make it living. It's only living faith that works. It's only action faith that works. It's, it's only faith that has works that works. Hallelujah. So for faith to work, it must have works. Praise God. And by God's grace, I want to continue uh, in the same direction uh, in today. And I believe that something is going to change in your life. You are going to get God results. Good results that are God results, amazing results. By faith, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 2, by faith we understand that the elders obtain a good result. They obtained got good reports, same as good results. They got good reports, so you are going to get good reports. The only way you can get good reports in Christ and in God is by faith. In Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 4, the just shall live by his faith. Romans chapter 1 verse uh, 17, it says, uh, the just shall live by faith. I like the verse 16 says that, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to all them that believe, the Jews first and then the Greeks. So the faith is the power of God. Then it says that for uh, the gospel is the power of God, sorry. The gospel is the power of God unto salvation. Then verse 17 said, for bearing within the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed f- from faith to faith. From faith, he, NIV says that from faith, from, by faith from first to last. Entire spectrum of the believer's work is faith. Right, that's why it says that we walk by faith. Second Corinthians chapter five, verse seven. We walk by faith and not by sight. All right, and in Second Corinthians chapter four, it says that for we 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 look not at what is seen, but what is not seen. So we are not making decisions. We are not. Our lives are not dependent on what is visible or based primarily on sensory perception. That is talking about we walk by faith and not by sight. Walking by sight means that you are walking by what you are hearing. Walking by the news you are are hearing, the news you are watching, on the things you are seeing, or what the 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 documents you are seeing. You your the outcome of a believer's life is not predicated on what is just physically seen in the in the moment or what our sensory perceptions can see but it is determined by our confidence in God's word Elijah prayed that the, the, the sorry Elisha the servant came and she was he was so worried because he said there are chariots of army uh, uh, chariots of fire or chariots or armies of Syria have surrounded us and he said don't be afraid he said master we are dead alas we are dead and then he said the Bible said Elijah prayed Elisha prayed that God opened his eyes and the Lord opened his eyes and he saw that around them were chariots of fire. They have always been there, but the servant didn't see. They are, they are unseen realities and our faith 
is based on the unseen realities depicted or expressed by the word of God. And so you might be sick now, but your healing is a reality that has not been seen. What you might be experiencing, the real thing you are, the fact you are experiencing is just sickness. But guess what? What you are not experiencing is the healing which God has provided for you. So you might not have a child now, but it doesn't mean the child is not, it's not, not been provided and supplied by God. Hallelujah. Bible says that by faith, we understand that uh, the, the world is, uh, were framed by the word of God so that what is seen does not come. What appears was not made by what is visible. What we are seeing is not, is not a, or is a, a subject to what is unseen. And so we walk by faith and not by sight, by, for by it. For by it, the righteousness, Romans 1, 17, the righteousness of God by the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith faith to faith, from faith to faith. Galatians chapter 3, verse 11, the just shall live by faith. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 38, the just shall live by faith. Your faith will give you God's results, the God kind of results. And then when you look at Matthew chapter 8, the scripture tells about this man, the centurion who came to Jesus from verse 6, or particularly from verse 5, when he got to Capernaum, there came a centurion beseeching him that, Lord, my servant lies home sick of palsy, grievously tormented. And he asked the Lord, can you come and just, uh, so he, uh, he grievously uh, sick and then the Lord said that actually I will come and heal him. He said, Jesus, no, verse 8. I like he said, Don't say anything, don't, don't come, just speak your word. I'm not worried that he should come under my roof, only speak your word and my servant will be healed. All what determines the outcome of my life and my testimony of my result is the word. So the word is in your mouth, Jesus. Just speak. I came for a word, I didn't, I didn't come for you to come, I came for a word, and then Jesus said. I have not seen great faith in Israel. Like the verse 10 says that, um, Jesus said, Verily I say unto you, I have not found so great faith in, uh, not in Israel. No, not in Israel. And so the man came and Jesus said, I will come. And the man's faith was that the word is what determines the outcome. Watch, watch the progression. It's the word that determines the outcome of faith. And Jesus said to the man in verse 13, As you have believed, be it unto you. And the servant was healed instantly. As you have believed, Jesus said, as you have believed, be it unto you. I I don't know what you are believing. Don't believe everything you are seeing around you. Believe God's word. Believe God's word. The doctor's report is there. It's not fake. But there is something that is real, more real than the report you are seeing. Believe God's word. Believe God. I know your, 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 the conditions in your family, the conditions you are seeing about you, the conditions regarding your career, your studies, they look grim. The conditions, uh, the economic conditions look very grim. It doesn't look promising. Believer, child of God, believe God. Believe God. I like the way Paul, Paul puts it in First Acts chapter 27, I think verse 23. He said, I believe God. God, that it shall be unto me just as it was told me. I believe God. Believe God. Believe God. If I don't even say anything again, and all I'm saying 
is this. Believe God, it will turn your story. In Mark 5, 36, Jesus said, fear not, only believe. All is required. Believe God. He who comes to God must believe. If you are coming, then you better believe. Because your lack of faith and your lack of, lack of belief is what invalidates any step you are taking. So, in Mark, Matthew chapter 9, verse 20, very interesting text. Matthew chapter 9, verse 28, um, verse 27 said, And when Jesus departed thence, two blind men followed him. Did you notice the, that phrase? Followed him. Blind men follow him. Don't let your blindness be as an, an excuse for not taking a step of faith. Don't let your condition, your physical limitations and restrictions be a reason for not taking a step of faith. Blind men follow him. Think about it. What does it mean for blind man, a blind man to follow somebody into a house? <laughs> That's a lot of work. That's a lot of work. That is a lot of work. Faith must have works. The blind man, Bible says, two blind men followed him. So, and then he departed from them. Two blind men followed him, crying, saying, Thou son of David, have mercy on us. And when he came into the house, the blind men came to him. <laughs> it's like you see a blind man in a uh, mirror shop trying to buy a mirror. You'll be wondering, what's he doing? The blind men followed the man. The blind men were following Sometimes it's easy to miss that key point over there. Because for a blind man to follow somebody from town to the house, it must cost a lot. It must cost. That's why Bible talks about there was a blind man, blind Bartimaeus. He was sitting. Blind men don't walk, they don't go around walking. <laughs> they usually sit. So there was a blind man, Mark chapter 10, sitting by the roadside begging for arms. That's what they do. That's what they did. But this, this blind man said, we are going to follow you. It must cost a lot. You can't follow Jesus and be at a loss. So, and when he came to the house, they came to him and uh, to the house, verse 8, 20, he says that, and Jesus said unto him, believe, believe ye that I'm able to do this. Then said they, yes. So because they were doing some actions. But you see, as I taught the other time, faith, what makes it faith? is the belief in the heart. So if you have belief in your heart and you take steps of faith, you take steps, that makes it faith. So they were say, so the fact that somebody is doing it does not mean, you, you see, actions alone does not constitute faith that brings result. Faith that brings result is actions that are born by belief in the heart. So they, Jesus was, okay, I see you guys moving around. Do you really believe that I'm able to do it? And they said, yeah, Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let me read it again. Then Jesus said, believe, believe that I am able to do this. They said unto him, yeah, Lord. Then he touched their eyes and said, according to your faith. What's the faith? The believing plus the action. <laughs> that's why if you don't have action it's not faith that's why I was teaching the other time for faith to be faith there must be corresponding actions hallelujah so believe that I'm able to do this they said yes Lord they said then he said be it unto you according to your faith not according to my power it's his power that was at work but the faith is what made it a reality I see your faith working for you I see your faith being rewarded and I see your faith bringing you the results hallelujah praise God praise God so 
And then we see this woman in Matthew chapter 5 who came to Jesus, or chapter 15, who came to Jesus that the, my daughter is very sick. Can you do this for me? I mentioned it the other time and Jesus said, you know what? I can't do it. He didn't say I can't do it. So he said that I can't take the children's bread and give it to the dogs. And she said, even the dogs eat of the crumbs that fall under the table. And the woman, the, Jesus said, what woman? Great is your faith. Be it unto you as you have. That's a very interesting verse. Look at verse Matthew chapter 15, verse 26. But he answered, it is not meet for me to take that. Jesus answered, okay. Verse 25 says that then they came, uh, then came she, the woman, and worshipped him saying, Lord, help me. Is someone saying, Lord, help me? Help is on the way in Jesus' name. You won't be put to shame. For he who believes shall not be put to shame. Romans chapter 10, verse 11. He who believes shall not be put to shame. You won't be put to shame. Continue believing Jesus. Continue believing God. And says that. So the woman came to Jesus and said, Lord, help me. And then, but he answered and said, It is not meet for me to take the children's bread and cast it to the dogs or to, to dogs. So I can't do that. I, I, it's not yet time. I can't. It's children's bread. The woman said, well, Whatever, whatever. I know you, it's not meat, but whatever you are saying, I also have my own version. Then Jesus, then, then, and she said to him, Truly, that's true, Lord. Yet the dogs eat of the crumb which, is, uh, which, uh, which fall from the master's table. Then Jesus said unto her, O woman, great is your faith. Be it unto you, be, uh, so be it unto thee, even as thou wilt. The way you will. I was talking about something, but your will, because of this faith, may be unto you. Watch this. Be it unto you, as thou hast willed. And her daughter was made whole from that very hour. Who, 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 who produced that result? It Jesus' power. But how did it happen? Because the woman's faith was great. The woman's faith was great. Have you noticed a trend that it caused a great faith? When you study the scriptures, you come across um, some adjectives that are used to describe faith. Now, from verse 28 here, Jesus said, Oh woman, great is your faith. In the one we just read in Matthew chapter 8, verse 10, Jesus said, I've not seen such great faith. So you see, great faith. And then when you read in chapter 14, this is chapter 15, chapter 14, verse 31, Jesus said, Oh, why, oh, thou of little faith, said to Peter when he was sinking. Say, oh, thou of little faith. So you can see great faith. There is little faith in, in Romans chapter 4, verse um, um, 19. Bible says that Abraham was not weak in faith. So we have weak faith. You can have weak faith. So you can have great faith, little faith, weak faith. And then Romans chapter 4, verse, um, actually, Romans chapter 4, verse 20, 19 and 20. Let me just read it. Um, Thank you, Jesus. So, Bible says that Abraham was not weak in faith. Verse 19, Romans chapter 4, verse 19 says that, and be not weak in faith, so you can have weak faith. But look at verse 20. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith. So, you can have weak faith or strong faith. So, we have great faith, little faith, weak faith, strong faith. Praise God. So when you read the scriptures, you can see these adjectives used to describe faith, used to uh, describe faith. And then in 1 Thessalonians, 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 3, it talks about ever in, so it's a, sorry, a growing faith. Always uh, a growing, faith that is growing, amen. Faith that is increasing, increasingly growing faith or um, your faith is growing. That, that's growing faith, okay? So 1 Thessalonians chapter 2 um, Thessalonians chapter 1 verse, it talks about growing faith. 
And then there's a place where in First Timothy talks about shipwreck faith. So there are different adjectives the scriptures have used to describe faith, strong faith, great faith, little faith, weak faith, and then on. Then you, you, you come across the big one that I want to talk about today, the unfeigned faith, the genuine faith. First Timothy chapter 1, verse 5. First Timothy chapter 1, verse 5, it says that, Now the end of the commandment is charity out of a pure heart and of a good conscience and of faith unfeigned. Faith unfeigned. In the NIV, the end of the commandment is charity, is love. First Timothy chapter 1, verse 5, it says that, um, The goal of the commandment is love which comes from pure heart and good conscience and sincere faith. So he's talking about sincere faith is the same as genuine faith. The Greek word translated unfeigned is genuine. Okay, so, so we have genuine faith. So big faith, little faith, strong faith, weak faith, growing faith, genuine faith. Genuine faith, unfeigned faith. So it is the genuine faith that delivers. And today, I'm talking about how genuine faith cannot be disappointed. If your faith is genuine, there's no way you can be disappointed. So the faith, a genuine, the characteristics or the qualifications or the signs of genuine faith. What are some of the signs of genuine faith when the faith is genuine? What are some of the signs? What are the characteristics of genuine faith? It's what I taught last the other in, our, in the last teaching that a genuine faith is living faith it's not dead it's living faith it's fide viva it's a living faith a genuine faith is an action faith it's an action faith that has feet faith that has hands faith that has ears faith that has eyes faith that moves it's action faith it has feet it's moving it doesn't stay it's not stale it's not stagnant it's active it is living it is it has actions it has works. So for genuine number one, quality, the one sign of or quality or manifestation of a genuine faith is a genuine faith is living. Means it has works. It has action. Um, James chapter 2, verse 17, right down to 22. Faith that is living, a faith that is genuine is living. Now, secondly, in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. You can't really talk about real faith without talking about how, because Hebrews is a whole chapter dedicated to discuss the discourse of faith. And here it says that, verse 1, now faith is the substance of things hoped for. So genuine faith has substance. Or, let me put it another way. Let me read from um, the new, um, new International Version. Hebrews 11, he said, now faith is confidence in what is, uh, confident, in, uh, co confident in what we hope for. So it causes confidence. Another, uh, the, the King James says, substance of things hoped for. Let me read from the New King James. It's good to see it from different versions. Now faith is the substance. New King James says substance. Uh, King James version says substance. And then new, let me read from, the new uh, English, the, sorry, the English Standard Version. English Standard Version says that faith, hallelujah. 
Now, faith is the assurance of things hoped for. So, the assurance of things hoped for is the substance of things hoped for. NIV says that it is the it is the confidence in what we hope for. All right. Now, the word translated confidence, the word translated substance, the word translated assurance, the Greek word is hopustasis. Hopustasis, which that's why it translates substance. Very, very strong philosophical word. Faith is substance. All right. So faith is the substance. The way it actually translates is faith is substantiating. Okay, to give substance. So to, to have faith is to give substance to the word you believe. So genuine faith is substance. It's, it's not ethereal. It's not just cerebral. It's not pie in the sky. It's not a figment of imagination. It's substance. So if I have substance, you can't you can convince me otherwise because I've got substance. That's how come faith cannot be disappointed. I've got a substance. I've got substance. I've got the facts. I've got the... You may be talking with some facts, but I'm talking about also the facts of faith. The facts of faith is not seen. It's not readily perceptible to the natural mind, but it is readily, it's, it's seen by the, the spirit man. The eye of the spirit man. Bible says that Moses saw the invisible. He perceived as one seeing the invisible. I think um, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 27. He, he forsook Egypt. He forsook Egypt as one seeing whatever, that, as one seeing the invisible. So, so he saw. He saw. Faith is seen. It's seen with your spiritual eyes, with your inner eyes. So, I be, and how can you see? It's the word of God that paints the pictures. You, you read the word of God, you read the word of God, and then you suddenly you see, oh, wow, wow, that's me. That's me he's talking about. Because the word has feet. I told you, runs after you. The word reads you more than you read him. So as you read the word, you begin to see, it jumps out to you. You see God talking to you. You see your future in the word. And that is what faith is built on. So, one, sincere faith, genuine faith is living Two, genuine faith has substance or is substance. Number three, Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1, it says that faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of what is not experienced, what is not seen. Oh my God, thank you Jesus. Faith is evidence. Now, I was explaining something to somebody about how... um, you you need you, you see it's like loan, right? Loan is money that's given to you which you will pay later, so it belongs to you. By belongs it belongs to you in the future. So like, like can you give me um, thousand pounds when I'm paid? I'll pay you back or I'll pay you back next three weeks. I'll have it next three weeks. So what I'm going to have next three weeks? I'm beginning to work in it today. So it's like it's a loan. It's, it's like a loan, but it's not like it's not the same as loan in the sense that this one is yours, but you begin to walk in the reality of tomorrow today. 
So you might be sitting on a sofa which doesn't really fully belong to you because it can be repossessed. <laughs> if you don't feel they can cover something. Or you're driving a car that doesn't belong to you. It's actually your car. You can, you, one day you pay it off. But now you are still driving what you haven't paid off. So you are living in the reality of what is to come. I'm not saying it's good. I'm not saying it's good or bad. But the point I'm making is that faith is the evidence of what has not really been seen. It physically has not manifested. You don't, that money, you, not, you have not worked for it yet. And yet you are experiencing, you are experiencing the benefit of money you haven't worked for yet. That's why sometimes loan can be very dangerous. Because when you work for it, the money comes, it's gone already because you have already spent it. But faith is not in the same in the sense that faith, you live in it until it becomes real and everybody begins to see. And when it be, it people begin to see it, you are not surprised in what sense because you have already li- you've been living in it. It's like when I got married and we didn't have a child in the first year, second year, third year, fourth year. I was talking about my children are coming. My children are coming even though we have not had a child yet. How? Because I was living in the reality of what I know was coming. And so when the children were born, when my wife got pregnant, I wasn't surprised. When our first child was born, I was not surprised. I always knew the child was coming. Why? Because I had confidence in the word of God that I saw. I saw within God's word. And as I was studying the scripture, this word jumped to me that I, I, that I, would, I cannot be put to shame in that area. I, I knew it. And I, I used to, I was talking about it before they were born. So what I'm talking about, the ev- I had the evidence, permit me to use this word if it's, okay, hardcore evidence. Faith is evidence, hardcore evidence. That's how you can walk by faith and not by sight. Don't wait for medical report to change before you know that God is your healer. Don't wait for all the traffic lights to be green before you say, now I can go to town. You can see red ahead. Keep going. When they go to the Red Sea in Exodus chapter 14, they were said, oh, the rest is before us. And Moses prayed and God said, move forward. And Moses says that, fear not, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will show you today. For these Egyptians you see today, you shall see them again no more. How did he know that? He knew it was coming because he has had a word ahead from God. So in Exodus chapter, that's Exodus chapter 14, verse 13 and 14. Fear not, stand still and see the salvation the Lord will show you. Stand still to watch what God is about to do, but just move forward. Move forward where? Move towards the Red Sea. There's no way there, just keep going. Move by faith. In Hebrews chapter 11, verse 29, we understand. By faith, they walked through the Red Sea as on dry ground. How did that happen? Because they started moving when God said move. <laughs> by faith they passed through the Red Sea as by dry ground Hebrews chapter 11 verse 29 which the Egyptians are saying to do I like the King James as they attempted to do they were drowned because they didn't have the faith it takes to walk through that Red Sea they were drowned but they walked through it by faith and you're walking in the middle not by boat in the you, they walked they didn't swim they walk in the middle of the red sea they walk on dry ground how can you have dry ground in the middle of the sea it doesn't exist but by faith faith we walk by faith and not by sight and it became their reality because they started moving and so what, what the point here is that faith is the evidence how can i be disappointed when i have the evidence I can't be disappointed when I have the evidence. 
I can't be this. And the evidence is the word of God. The word of God which has entered my heart is the evidence. Now, the word of God is the only platform for healthy faith, genuine faith. So, Bible says that in Isaiah chapter 55 verse 10 and 11, it says that as the rain comes down and waters the earth, and then uh, the snow also comes down and it gives, I think I should read it. I, I, let me read it, please. Isaiah chapter 55. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Isaiah chapter 55 verse 10 says that, For as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven and returns not thither, but waters the earth and makes it bring forth and bad. It makes the, the rain makes the earth bring forth. The rain, the earth is not just bringing forth. It was the rain that made it bring forth. A few days ago in my garden, I went to my garden and I saw weeds. Of course, I've, I've put some turf somewhere where weeds shouldn't grow. But I saw weeds growing from the side. It was because it rained so heavily. After two days, weeds started growing. The rain caused the earth to bat. The rain, it caused the earth to bat. So watch this. It says that as the rain comes, um, for as the rain comes down and the snow comes down and returns neither, but waters the earth and makes it bring forth bad, that that, uh, that it might give seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word. My word is like the rain, and when it comes, it will also cause. So shall my word that goes out of my mouth. It shall not return to me, uh, it shall not return unto me, void, but it shall accomplish that for which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing where, it doesn't matter the hardness of the ground, the word of God will prosper. The word will cause, so, Let's say you are in a desert, desert, health desert. The word of God, when it falls, when the word of God comes, it will cause the ground to bat. It will cause what has not been seen to be seen. But it starts with you depending on the word of God. The Bible says that heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not pass. Matthew chapter 5 verse 18 says that not a jot or tittle of, of the word shall pass away. In Matthew chapter 24 verse 35, it says heaven and earth shall pass away, my word shall not pass away. In Mark chapter 13 verse 31, heaven and earth shall pass away, but my, my, my word shall not pass away. In Luke chapter chapter 16 verse 17, it said not a jot, heaven and earth shall pass away, but not a jot or tittle shall pass from the word of God. In Luke chapter 21 verse 30, he says the heaven and earth shall pass away but not my, my word shall not pass nothing my word shall not pass the word will not pass he said let God be true and all men be liars Romans chapter 3 verse 4 let God be true and every man a liar Romans 3 4 in Bible says in first uh, Titus chapter 1 verse 2 he said in which God who cannot lie God cannot lie if he says it is so Numbers chapter 23 verse 19 he says that uh, let God be true and all men be liars he said no he says that for sorry for it is impossible for God to lie is that um, numbers chapter 13 uh, 23 verse 19 it, it says that for God is not a man that sh should lie has he said and shall he not shall he, shall he not make, uh, will he not come to pass has he spoken and shall he not make it good God has spoken God has said he cannot lie when God so your confidence is holding on to God's word oh, boy my brother Hold on to God's word. My sister, don't give up. Satan wants you to give up on God's word, but don't give up on God's word. So the word of God is sure. Bible says in Psalm 119 verse 90, uh, 89, it said, Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. Thy word is settled. The word is settled. The word is settled. Forever, O God. 
your word of healing, your word of deliverance, your word of marital breakthrough, your word of prosperity, your word of breakthrough, your word of household salvation. I know your, your son is causing you a lot of hell, a lot of trouble. Your daughter is causing you a lot of trouble. You prayed and prayed and it looks like God is not answering. I'm going to show you in a minute the, the full spectrum of faith because faith cannot be de disappointed. It's good to have the full spectrum of understanding of how faith works. Sometimes you'll be praying and praying and there'll be quiet season and quiet moments in your life. It does not mean that God has gone on a break. It does not mean that God has gone on a break. And so, and so there are times you'll be going, you're, you are praying about this husband, praying about this your wife, praying about this your child, praying about this situation, your health, and it seems like nothing is happening. Don't give up. The fact that you're having quiet moments or silent moments doesn't mean nothing is working. Oh, sometimes you go to the card machine and you slot in your card and you put your PIN number, then you, you, you have done everything, but it takes a bit of time. It doesn't mean it's gone. No, it's not gone. It's working behind the scenes. It's something You are not seeing any change, but the money is coming very soon because there's something working behind. The system is working behind the scene. The word of God will not return to God void. It will accomplish. God is not a man that he should lie. Has he said it shall he not make it good? In Hebrews chapter 6, verse 18, he said, so that by two immutable things, immutable things in which it is impossible for God to lie. What are those two immutable things? When he gives an oath that I will do this. And then this other one is when he promises. He can't promise and fail you. He can't promise. Faithful is he who has promised who also will do it. Faithful is he who promised who also will do it. I think Hebrews chapter um, 10, 23 or 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 24 somewhere. There. God is faithful who has promised who also will do it. Faithful is God. Praise God. So, um, the, so for, for the word, for faith to be genuine, number one, it must be living. Number two, it must be substance. Number three, it must, it, it must have evidence or it must be the evidence. Faith is the evidence. So genuine faith is evidence. It's not pie in the sky. It's, it's not wishful thinking. Please, please, let's, let's move out of that. I'm hoping, I'm wishing, I'm wishing, I'm wishing. No, it's, it's not wishful thinking. It's evidence from God's word that the thing is there. Praise God. Hallelujah. So when you read through the text very carefully, you realize that, um, you realize that genuine faith has all these signs that will help you to know that you're on the right track. Now, number four, genuine faith is not a feeling. <laughs> Sometimes... You feel all confused in your head. What's going on? But your heart is full of faith. Jesus said that if a man, he said, truly, verily, verily, I say unto you, whoever shall say to this mountain, be thou moved and be cast, Mark chapter 11, verse 23, be thou moved and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt. He started with, did he say believe? He said, does not doubt in his heart. But believe that the things he says shall come to pass. He shall also have doubt in his, in his heart. Sometimes Satan will attack your mind all kinds of things, but be convinced in your, that's why you have to keep loading God's word in your heart. All the challenges in your mind cannot penetrate into your heart. Or your heart is said in Isaiah, I've uh, forgotten where it is, uh, 56 or something. He said, my heart is fixed trusting the Lord. My heart is fixed trusting the Lord. My heart is fixed trusting the Lord. I set my face like a flint. <laughs> my heart is fixed trusting the Lord. Hallelujah. And so sometimes Satan will use the circumstances around you to dig, to, 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 to 
punch the balloon of your faith. If I should, I can put it that way. To try and slow down your faith. To, to flatten your faith ties. But the word of God is the substance of your faith. Is the, is the strength of your faith. That's why the Bible says that faith comes by hearing and hearing. Romans 10, 17 of the word, hearing by the word of God. And so it takes, uh, so uh, the, 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 sorry, the other point I'm making is that faith is not a feeling. In Hebrews chapter 11, verse 3, he said, by faith we understand. Please don't, don't just say, let my feeling, I feel, but I feel, but I feel. No, but I know. I know, I know, I know. I know, I know. That's why teaching is so important. Teaching of God's word, helping people to see. So somebody said, how I was telling somebody earlier on that, for a pastor, a pastor, sometimes, you, you just have to make sure you are teaching for someone to understand what you are saying. Because the Ethiopian, you know, chapter 7 of Acts, verse 31, 32, 33, said that, how can I understand? Understand that what thou readest. He said, how can I understand except somebody explains to me? So when you're the one doing the explanation and breaking the text, you must do it in a way that is cogent, in a way that is understandable. Because faith, by faith we understand. So Paul said, I know, in first, second Timothy chapter 1, verse 12, said, nevertheless, that's, not, that's why I suffer all these things, but I am not ashamed. Nevertheless, I suffer all these things. However, I'm not ashamed. Why? Because I know in whom I have believed. Believing is not a feeling. It's an understanding. It's a persuasion. He said, I know in whom I have believed. And I am persuaded. You can't be persuaded just based on ordinary feeling. Does that mean feelings are not important? Feeling, you have to engage your heart and your feelings in your worship. But a mindless worship will cost you later. It, will, it can last. Mindless worship. Worship that has no good understanding. Approach. So, so faith must be built on your understanding of the word of God and your confidence in God's word. It's not just your feelings. Because those people who walk by feelings, their faith is not authentic. It's not genuine. Because when troubles hit you and in the time of sorrow and crying, your feeling will tell you that oh, God has disappointed me. In fact, look at what is going on around us in the morning, in the light of these recent events from America. People know even Christianity is a white man thing. It's a white man religion. Because sometimes when you look at the injustice perpetrated by people, it's so, it's, it's so discouraging that... Yeah. And some even pro, pro, um, supported their atrocities with their scripture. I told you some time ago that um, you can make the Bible say what you want it to say. So as long as it's not wholesome ways, you can reach out and make it say what is. It's not saying. But when people say Christianity is the white one, the other time someone was talking to me, said to me, he said, I grew up in Africa. Christianity is the white man religion. Before the white man came to Africa, we were having our own gods and we were having our own, I see in Georgia saying our own gods and our own tradition. Where did it take us? You know, having our own gods and tradition and they came and superimposed. And so Christianity is the white man religion. You, you are talking as if Moses is English. <laughs> As if Paul, Paul, Paul is German. <laughs> you don't, you, go and do your history work before you come and talk like that. <laughs> Jesus, for your information, Jesus is not Scottish. <laughs> or German or a Swiss. <laughs> 
Jesus is those ways. Not, not one of the disciples of Jesus Christ was European. Not one. So you can't say that Christianity is a European, a white man's religion. Not one. Jesus himself was not, not he never even traveled to Europe. He does he, in his human terms. He never stepped anywhere in Europe. Jesus. His disciples, Peter them, they didn't come to Europe. It's only Paul who came towards Europe, but even not deep into Europe. He didn't get near any United Kingdom. <laughs> so it's not that's just it's not right white man religion. White man also had his own religion until God reached out to the white man. And then when you meet, when you find God, you will send God somewhere. And when the missionaries went with the gospel and built churches and educate, why are you, why are they not saying education? The good education is a white man education. But at least it's brought some stuff, good stuff. No, I'm not saying what people have done is right. White man is bad. Black man is bad. So if you leave human beings, human beings are wicked. Human beings are wicked. And sometimes when you consider what human beings are doing, it will break your heart and you are wondering. One of the questions that you are always likely to ask. So where is God in all this? Where is God? Where is God? Sometimes it's so discouraging when you look at what is going on. And there's power. There seems to be power in the, in the, on the side of the oppressor. It's in the Bible. Is that what they said? There's so much power on the side of the oppressor. And you wonder, so what is God doing about this? What is that going to The Bible says that the heart of man is desperately wicked. Save us. That's why I teach, I taught the message. Save us from this generation, this wicked generation. It starts from inside. And when God is on inside, you can't you can harbor hate or hatred and bring any meaningful change in life. The only thing we are allowed to hate is sin. Sin in our lives, not sin in somebody. You can hate the sin, but not the person. Right, so I, I know sometimes you are wondering, so where is God? God, why? If you are not careful, there are people who are now suffering spiritual shipwreck or shipwreck of faith. Why? Because they've gone to hear all kinds of things by, from Black Panther or some whatever <laughs> for a nation or Islam. It's a political movement. Using social norms, I don't want to go into that. Go and listen to all kinds of people, and then suddenly you are saying that even this Bible, I don't know whether I can believe Satan is getting an upper hand over your life. It's beginning to get you. It's beginning to get you. Because you are so down, you are so discouraged. Legitimately so, understandably so. Because what is going on is fake. What has been going on, all kinds of things it can be discouraging and all that, all right? But it's, it's, it's not everybody who is that bad. It's not everybody. There are bad people everywhere. Bad people everywhere. All right, so I don't want to get, get distracted too much into some of those stuff. But the point I'm making here is that if you're not careful, you'll be discouraged. And then suddenly your faith is beginning to sink because it's not, it's, your faith has been built around feelings. But genuine faith is not feeling-based. He said by Hebrews chapter 11, verse 3, by faith we understand. By faith we understand. By faith we understand. By faith we understand. Not by faith we feel. Not by faith we feel, my brothers and sisters. Not by faith we feel. That's why any, any church, any ministry, that is built around feeling, feeling. And that's all, if that's all, feeling is good. But if that's all there is to your, your, your work, your faith, I'm, I'm sorry, it, it won't last. Because there are major issues in life. Oh, oh, oh. Thank you, Lord. Faith will be tested. In fact, let me move on to the next point then. So faith is not based on feelings. The next point is that faith grows strong. Genuine faith. Genuine faith grows strong in the face of uh, trial. 
when you are persecuted, when you are tried, when faith. Bible says, Genesis chapter 22, verse 1, it came to pass that after all these things, God did test Abraham. James chapter, James chapter, let's look at it. James chapter 2, chapter 1, I'm sorry. James chapter 1, verse 2. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. That word temptations is diverse trials. Knowing this, that the trying of your faith works patience. Faith will be tried. Watch this. It's rather, when the faith comes under attack, it rather, watch this, genuine faith rather produces good results when it's attacked, when it comes under pressure, when it comes under, oh, so when faith is built around feeling, it won't survive the pressure. But when it's built around understanding and based, understanding hinged on God's word, when pressures come, heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not pass away. Can stand, it can weather any storm. Wait. So he says that, knowing this, that the trial of your faith works patient, and let patient have a perfect work, that ye may be perfect and entire wanting nothing. You move, after faith is tried, you actually move to another level. Perfect. When I say perfect, that means things are complete. Things are rounded properly. Things are, are, have come to a better, a better state after pressures and trials when the, of the faith. So he said, count it all joy when you fall into diverse, diverse temptations. Knowing this, you have to know, you have to know, you have, you cannot afford to know. Oh, pastor, today I don't feel like, I don't like the preaching. Just, just pray for me. Empty head will allow Satan to get, get an upper hand. Empty head authorizes Satan to have an upper hand. Empty head. Empty head, empty head, empty head Christian, empty head brother of faith. All you know is when you finish the shibiri, open your eyes and read your Bible and listen to healthy, healthy preaching. Don't say, oh, ask for me this theology thing, it's all about teaching, teaching, teaching. What else? What else? Don't take anybody serious. Or oh, let me put it this way. Anybody who tells you that, oh, they all teaching, teaching, teaching is not necessary. It's not a serious. It doesn't even understand Christianity. It doesn't understand Christianity. Anyone who dismisses and uh, uh, disdains teaching, the place of teaching, I'm talking for that matter, sound teaching, doesn't understand Christianity. Because faith is a function of teaching. Faith grows in the, in the place of teaching. So the, it's a, the trial of your faith grows. So when faith, genuine faith is tested, it grows. When genuine faith comes under pressure, it doesn't collapse, okay? Uh, look at the way you are so down. What has just happened to you? You can imagine if in, during the COVID-19, you prayed and prayed and prayed, but that your uncle still passed. You prayed, God, let him live, and you are believing God. You are exercising your faith, and he died. Your, guess what? Your faith is now going to come under attack and collapse because you didn't see what you wanted. That leads me to the, the next very important point, that the genuine faith cannot be disappointed. So number one, genuine faith is living. Number two, genuine faith is a substance. Number three, genuine faith is evidence. Number four, genuine faith is not based on feeling, but is understanding. Number five, genuine faith is uh, grows stronger under trial. And then number six, genuine faith is, uh, cannot be disappointed. When you have genuine faith, you cannot be disappointed. It doesn't matter what is happening around you. You cannot be disappointed. 
you cannot be disappointed because heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not pass away. Genuine faith. Can, let's look at this and then I will end. In Hebrews chapter 11, back to Hebrews chapter 11. In uh, Hebrews chapter 11, I like what I was saying. So, by faith, so faith now, now, not tomorrow, now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, for by it the elders obtained a good report. Right? There's the next verse. Uh, uh, by faith, uh, is it, by faith we understand the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that we see it's not being made by what we see. Uh, for by faith Abel offered, so Abel offered. Verse, verse five. By faith Enoch walked with God and was no more. Even Enoch was translated by faith. Something happened to him by faith. By verse, verse, verse uh, seven. By faith Noah uh, obeyed. By, uh, by verse eight. By faith Abraham. Abraham moved, verse 9, Abraham dwelt, verse 10, uh, 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 verse 9, dwelt, uh, verse 10, he waited, verse 11, Sarah received strength, verse, verse 17, by faith, Abraham offered Isaac, verse 19, he considering, or he counted, concluding that God was faithful, all oh, these are functions of faith, so verse 19, concluding, verse, verse 20, Isaac blessed, verse 21, Jacob blessed, verse 22, watch this, um, Joseph, Joseph spoke concerning the departure of the children of Israel. How did he know they were going to leave? He said, don't leave my bones here because God will visit you in Genesis chapter 59 verse 24. So he said, God will visit you and you are going to leave this place, but don't leave my bones. By faith, he spoke that a day is coming when you, you people will be free from this oppression in Egypt. They were living in Egypt. In fact, they started persecuting them. So they, he died before they started persecuting them. So he didn't live to see the atrocities Joseph, uh, the Jews or the Israelites suffered in Egypt. He didn't live to see it. The Bible says that in Genesis, Exodus chapter, chapter, chapter 1, the Bible says that a, 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 a Pharaoh came who didn't know Joseph. Okay, so it's after they have all died, later on, years later, 400 years of slave, slavery in Egypt. So Joseph was living in good days by spoke, we are going to live, even though it looks good here. This is not the promised land we are living. By faith, Joseph spoke, it's like a prophet. He, he told them, he spoke concerning the coming of their living. By faith, Joseph spoke. And then verse, 20, verse 23, by faith, Moses' parents, they also did something. Verse 24, by faith, Moses, when he was of age, refused to be called a, 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 a Pharaoh's daughter son of Pharaoh's that uh, he chose affliction with the people, uh, choosing affliction with the people of God. For as the uh, Bible says that uh, it's chose to suffer the, uh, the afflictions of Christ. Can you imagine? And then it's by verse, 20, verse 20, uh, 28 says that he kept the Passover. Verse 29, by faith they walked through the Red Sea. Verse, uh, verse, 20, uh, verse 30, by faith the walls of Jericho fell down. Verse 31, by faith I like this one. Rahab herself, by faith, Rahab did not perish with those who did not believe. Rahab did not perish. How? Faith can make you escape all kinds of things, mishaps that are happening to people. That will be your portion. You will not lose your job. You will not lose your house. You will not lose your mind. You will not lose your health. You will not lose your marriage. You will not lose your child. You will not lose your, your, your placement in the name of Jesus Christ. And Bible says, by faith, Rahab did not perish. You will not perish. By faith, Rahab did not perish, and you will not perish. And then I like the way verse 30, 32, what more shall we see? 
time will not permit us to talk about uh, Gideon, uh, to, 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 to talk about Gideon, to talk about Barak, to talk about Jephthah, to talk about Samson, to talk about David, to talk about Samuel, to talk about the prophets. The time will not permit us to speak. Verse 33 said, Who through faith subdued kingdoms, wrought righteousness, obtained promises, escaped the edge of the sword. Where the Bible says that uh, 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 quenched the violence of fire, escaped the, verse 34, escaped the edge of the sword, were made uh, so stop the mouths of uh, lions, quench the violence of fire, escape the edge of the sword, were made uh, strong through weakness, were grew valiant in war, turned in battle or in, in fight, turned back the aliens, the enemies, uh, turned back the, 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 the armies of the aliens. By faith, when the verse 35, he said, women receive their dead back to life by faith. So can you imagine the good things that were happening? By faith, women receive their dead back to life. You, it shall happen to you in the name of Jesus. Something that is dying in your life is coming back to life. Bible says that and Elijah laid on the child. Elijah laid on the child. First Kings chapter 17 verse 22 and breathed into the child three times and the child came back to life. And, and in Second Kings chapter, chapter 4 verse 35, Elisha also brought that back the by, by faith. This is, so I was, even when I was studying, I was thinking, so whose faith? Is it the woman's faith or the, the prophet's faith? What I know is faith got those people back to life. He said, by faith, by faith, women receive, and uh, women receive their dead race to life again. Verse, that's 35. And others were tortured. Ah, watch this. Others were tortured, not accepting deliverance that they might obtain a better resurrection. Others had trials of scourging and, uh, sorry, mockings and scourging. Yea, moreover, of bonds and imprisonment, they were stoned by faith. Watch this. Now it's getting interesting. I want to draw somebody's attention to the fact that the fact that you don't see the results you want, the good results you want, doesn't mean the faith is fake. Genuine faith is not based on the good results, but it's based on God's results. Sometimes John the Baptist may not want to lose his head, but in the program of God, he, it, it might work the work of God. In Hebrew, in, in 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 7, it says that the trial of your faith being more, much more precious, is that, that the trial of your faith being much more precious than gold that perishes, though it be tried with fire might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing. So when the, the faith is tried, rather, it produces glory, honor, and praise to God. Tried faith, that's talking about the genuine faith. When genuine faith comes under pressure, it produces great results. I see your faith producing great results. I see. So please don't say that uh, I prayed, I prayed uh, because I was owing so much and they were about to uh, uh, kick me out of the house and I prayed, I believe God. I said, God, don't let it happen. Don't let it. You see, sometimes we are using our faith as a means to gain what we want. In spite of the, pep, the bigger purpose of God, subspecies eternities must always be a ruling factor. In other words, in the light of eternity and uh, the universal plan. So in the light of eternity and a bigger universal, a bigger global agenda of God, subspecies eternities should be a ruling factor, not just because you wanted a car, you are releasing your faith for a car. Is that wrong? No. 
But when you release your faith because you saw in God's word that he said, ask and you shall receive. And you stood on that and released your faith and you didn't, you didn't, you received it before you started praying. And now if it doesn't manifest fully, Bible says in Hebrews chapter um, 11 verse 39, and all these obtained a good report through faith, but uh, receive not the promise. They actually didn't receive some physical benefits, but they received a good report. The faith is the report of heaven concerning you. It's genuine faith will bring good report, and it's not disappointed. You don't get to a place where you say, God has disappointed me. How about this? Watch this. Let me draw your attention to something as I close. Watch this. Thank you, Holy Spirit. It says that the, uh, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 30, 30, um, 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 four again. It's 34. It said, they, by faith, they quenched the violence of fire. By faith, they escaped the edge of the sword. What did they do by faith? They escaped. They escaped. They escaped the edge of the sword. But look at verse 37. Some by faith were stoned. Some were sawn asunder. Do you know what it means to be a sawn asunder? They, you know, that chain machine to cut the big trees. The, those times, it wasn't a machine. It was just a manual. So they put human beings down, and some were put down, and they were one standing and the other standing at one side, the other one standing at one side, holding the chain and cutting a human being. And they, they were sown asunder by faith. They, in other words, they were killed, murdered by faith, but they still hold on to God's way, held on to God's way. That's what I'm trying to say. So faith doesn't always necessarily deliver. It's, it's a whole spectrum because in the days of Jesus' physical life, people came and used their faith to get some things. And we also can use our faith to get some things, but not just some things. At the, the ultimate of faith is that it's a wide spectrum of things. Sometimes things may not go the way you want it to go. Let's say, as I said, when I got married, I wanted a child in the first year. It didn't happen. Does that mean my faith has failed? No. Second year, it didn't happen. Does that mean my faith has failed? No. Third year, it didn't happen. Does that mean, God, my faith is not working? No. So the fact that you don't see the way you want to see it does not mean the faith is fake or does not mean the faith is not working. Or genuine faith holds on to the word of God and doesn't get disappointed. Even in death, the Bible said they died having not obtained the promise, but they, were, they still died in faith. So faith is not disappointed because you actually have the evidence already. It, it might not manifest in the timing you want, but guess what? It's the end, the Bible says that obtaining the end of your faith, the salvation of your souls. At the end of it all is the purpose of God for your life that matters. It is not your desire for now that matters. And your desire for now cannot overrule the purpose of God for your life if you are walking by genuine faith. So I'm trying to tell my brother and my Christian, my Christian brother and my Christian sister that your faith, the fact that you used your faith, you wanted, uh, maybe the doctor said you are going to go through operation. Somebody used their faith and they, didn't, uh, they, they were healed and they didn't, have, uh, they didn't go through the operation. You also used your faith and it didn't end up the way you thought it would end up. But you still have faith. You still stand on God's word and give glory, giving glory. The Bible said Abraham was works strong in faith. You keep keeping it, keeping the word the way is in spite of the different results you seem to be seeing. Because at the end of the day, it's the glory of God that will be seen. And at the end of the day, you will have the last laugh because your faith will produce good uh, God results and your faith will bring good reports. Some were sown asunder by faith. Some were stoned. Let me read it and end. 
He said, verse 20, 35 says that women received their dead raised again to life. Others were tortured by faith. Why is it that we only stop at women received their, so by faith some quenched the violence of fire, subdued uh, kingdoms, uh, wrath, right, righteousness, obtained promises, stop the, the mouth of lion, quenched the violence of fire, uh, 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 escaped the edge of, uh, of the sword, were made uh, strong in weakness, they grew valiant in battle, turned the enemies the, uh, to fly the uh, armies of the aliens. The women received their, uh, their uh, dead raised back to life. Some were tortured, then we stopped. No, that's not part of the faith. But that's part of the faith, the Bible faith. The part of the Bible faith that they, something happened that was not looking like a positive thing, but it was God. They still did not receive deliverance. Why? Because they said, we will not compromise on our holding to God's word just to get a result. Why are you going to marry someone you know is an unbeliever and that's, that's vowed that I don't believe in God? Why are you going to, or why are you going back to do the worldly things to get a good job? Why are you compromising on your faith or your confidence in God's word to get a good job? And then you say, oh, I've got the result. No, they said, because of my faith in God's word, I will not compromise my principles. Even though I'm down, even though I'm, I'm stressed, even though I'm under pressure, even though I'm, dis I'm looking, it looks like discouragement is surrounding me, I still hold on to the work of God. So by faith, they were tortured without accepting deliverance because they were not ready to give up on the God's word. So faith is not just based on the results, but faith is based on our stand. And holding on to God's word, that is what is called faith. You are holding on to God's word, taking step based on God's word in spite of what Satan is throwing at you. Throwing at you. He'll be sorry. He's throwing something at you. He brought severe losses to you. Rather, your faith became stronger. Because when the faith is tried, genuine faith will grow stronger. Faith that is genuine cannot be disappointed. Genuine faith can never be disappointed. Why? Because based on the word of God, heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not pass away. I pray that God will give you and I grace to grow strong in faith because your faith can grow. 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 3. Your faith can grow exceedingly. So I pray that God will give us grace to grow in, in our grace. Like Abraham, the Bible said he became strong in faith. He wasn't weak in faith, but he, he, he became strong in faith. He did not stagger at the promise of God. He didn't stagger. Today maybe it's true, maybe it's not. He didn't stagger strong in faith. He died having not obtained the promise, and yet he died in faith. We are the people of faith. Don't, sub, don't subject your faith to temporary results. Subject your faith to God's word, which brings eternal rewards that have eternal value, eternal weight and glory. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. So for our momentary affliction is working for us. Second Corinthians chapter 4, verse 16. Our, our momentary affliction is working for a far weight of glory. Or something like that. Heavy in glory. Eternal glory. Far. The weight is heavy. What we are going through is lighter as compared to that. So we have to be strong in faith. 
I see your faith working for you. Somebody is receiving healing through faith. Somebody is receiving that job through faith. Somebody is receiving yeah, buying that house by faith. Somebody is starting that ministry by faith. Somebody is raising your family by faith. Somebody is, is, is building your house by faith. Somebody is buying a church building by faith. Somebody is making huge donations to the work of God by faith. Hallelujah. Somebody is taking some serious steps of faith. Somebody is getting an admission into a top university by faith. Somebody is passing your exam as you study and the faith is showing up. Somebody is receiving your miracles. Somebody is receiving household salvation. Your brother who is not born again is beginning to receive Christ. Things are changing. You are receiving your healing medical reports by faith so it's happening faith is working so shall it be god bless you i'm glad you listened to this word and i'm looking forward to hearing about how your faith is growing and god is being glorified in your faith remember genuine faith can never be disappointed it's never disappointed god bless you thank you so much for hearing listening i pray it's been a blessing if you have questions please send it to us in jesus name we thank god for using his servant reverend dr david entry to share this awesome word if this message has blessed you in any way, please spread the word by sharing it and send us an email to amen at caris.org. Remember to stay connected with us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube and Twitter for regular updates on what God is doing here at Caris Ministries. Stay blessed.